women who are making an impact. It's what we want to do and what we're passionate about. It's the ability to go against the grain. Knowing very well that she is the fighter. You are multifaceted. A modern age woman is a woman who is able to fix another woman's crown. One who knows that commitment, discipline to herself, modern day warrior woman doesn't fight against, but fights for. So, hi Tando. Hi Nobody. How are you? I am feeling fantastic. I'm great. Thank you uh, for coming and I'm so excited to have you here. So hello listeners, how are you doing? Welcome to our first episode of Warrior Woman. Oh, I'm wow. so excited. <laughs> so yes, Tando, you are gonna be our first feature for our Warrior Woman of 2019. Warrior Woman is about showcasing women who are fearless in their actions. These are women who are able to take on battles, whatever they may be, whether it's in their life, in their family, in their careers, with their health, and are able to focus and overcome them. And so this year we will be speaking to 12 amazing women from across the continent who have willingly and openly um, offered to share their story with us. So thank you, Tando. So can you tell us who you are? Okay, as Nawazi alluded, my name is Tando Maisela. I'm a second generation entrepreneur and uh, my entrepreneurship journey has grown and evolved as I have grown in mastery of self. The more I grow, the more I become grounded and self-assured in this journey called entrepreneurship. I am a property investor. I'm, I am the founder and owner of a company called Namaisela. So I am building a property portfolio with the aim of turning it into a property fund. Thank you for that intro, Tando. So I'm quite excited to hear more about you and to chat to you about this topic, Warrior Woman. So my first question is, what is your definition of a warrior woman? I define modern day warrior women as women who bravely and courageously live their truth even though it is not conventional or even affirmed by society's perception of what a good woman is. And um, I, those women, I believe in doing so, then basically give us permission to be wholeheartedly ourselves. And in this day and age where we are bombarded with messages from all around about what is the desired self or what should self look and be expressed as, we look to these women that affirm us by saying, this is my truth and I will live it. Oh, wow. Powerful. So why do you identify as a warrior woman? I think, you know, as a woman, I, I don't necessarily go out of my way to define myself as a warrior woman. Life has defined that for me. Okay. Can you tell us more? I, and I mean that to say that when I start to tell people my life story, I don't necessarily think it's extraordinary until I look at their reflection and they are gobsmacked in that I am living my life because I am compelled by the universe to fulfill what self desires. And self, I define self as the soul, you know, what my soul desires. And it is not on this plane, but it is when my soul desires to 
for me to be the best version of myself. And this has been a one a very long journey. And I think that um, I've come to understand I'm a warrior because every day I go through this process and I love to read a quote that I think wholeheartedly personifies this. And it is by Imam Al-Ghazil. And it says, never have I dealt with anything more difficult than my own soul. And I find that I'm a warrior because I master my soul every day. And I have practices that I do to help me introspect and actually look at all parts of my soul and hold myself accountable and listen when it speaks and when it compels me to do something, then I rise up and meet it. So I don't run from it. I've learned to embrace and enthrall myself in the process of meeting it. I find that powerful when you talk about your soul because I think sometimes we don't necessarily think about our soul. We always think of ourselves as the physical living being. And so we always think of our battles as physical and not spiritual and not necessarily internal. So what made you yeah, think of your soul? I think it's because everything starts with self. Uh, mastering of self, mastery of the inner voice that is a manifestation of self. Um, fundamentally, I, I believe that we are basically all spiritual beings having a human experience. And the biggest battles that we fight are not on this um, physical plane, but it is in speaking to the soul or at least in the soul fighting to be heard so that you may live your purpose, so that you as an individual mind can connect with the universal mind. And that's where the magic lies. And that's something I learned from The Secret. And I think that is just truly awesome. So The Secret is the book? Yes. Yes. So why did you love it so much? Because I really, I, I realized everything that was fortuitous in my life was so because I connected with the universal mind. So I prefer the concept of the universal mind because um, it speaks much broader and more encompassing. So to some people, the universal mind is God, yes. the universe, you know. Um, and so I find that most of us, we have lost the ability to connect to the universal mind. And all the greatest things that we achieve and accomplish in this world is when we connect to that universal mind. Yes. And so that's what I believe. Wow, that's powerful. Thank you for sharing Thank you. So my next question for you is, what has been your biggest and most important battle and why? You know, my biggest battle has been two parts. The first one I can honestly say is mastery of self. And... And I say master yourself in that self-acceptance of myself and embracing wholeheartedly who I am, even though at times it may be uncomfortable, even though at times it is not um, the flavor of the moment, even though at times, um, you know, it is just so much better to get along, to go along, or, you know, go along to get along, pardon. But the biggest challenge has been to to thyself be true. Even in the moments where it may seem like it's counterintuitive, but you need to trust your journey. You need to trust the path that you're on. Um, and the second part is in, in self-acceptance. I've come to realize that when you stand for a principle, that's when you realize what a, what a principle means to you. So I say that to say, a friend of mine years ago once told me that a principle is not a principle until it is tested. And I never understood what he meant. 
And after seven years of standing for a principle, I can honestly claim it because whatever else else has happened, I learned that I stood for my truth. I fought for my voice to be heard. And sometimes the fighting is not a physical fighting that you have to do on this earth by pursuing things that you need to pursue. But sometimes that fighting can also be done in the form of harnessing what we call your feminine energy or your feminine strength or the feminine warrior in you. And that is called silence. It is so easy to be strong and to be a warrior when you are physically strong. When people encounter you, they feel like they're hitting a wall because that strength is there and they feel it and you exude it. But it's another thing to harness the energy of quiet, of silence, even though everything in you may want to scream, but you decide I'm going to use silence because in time, everything will be answered for me. So I love the words you talk about silence and you introduce silence to me. And you said to me, you know, Knox, I realized that I tend to overshare. Mm. And, and now I'm going to be silent. I'm going to think about who I share things with. And I think the reason why I'm mentioning it, one is because you've mentioned it now, but this is something that I decided to take on this year um, based on what you shared with me, is that be quiet and that sometimes... You don't have to be loud. Sometimes you don't have to tell everybody. Sometimes you just need to be quiet. Mm. So I think, you know, listeners, if you're listening, this is one of the most powerful lessons I've learned and I've learned from, from Tando. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So Tando, um, what type of warrior would you describe yourself as being and why? I don't see myself as a just a warrior in one facet. I see myself as a multifaceted warrior mm -hmm. simply because I am a prism. So everything that I pretty much see in my life is always in 3D or in prisms of a triangle, mm -hmm. you know. And the first being that I believe that I am a pathfinder. Mm -hmm. I basically go where most people dare not to go. Yes. <laughs> I find that path so rewarding for myself and I'm usually led led there because self compels me to walk that specific path. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I may not understand it. But once the lessons and the skills and the knowledge is acquired, I then become grateful that I was compelled to walk that path. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, I'm a path founder. And then the second prism part of it is I'm a signpost. So I don't just walk my path um, for the sake of walking it or to be compelled to walk it and have these lessons. But I believe I'm a signpost in that whatever I've learned, I share it with those who come after me. I don't believe that I'm meant to go through experiences just for myself selfishly, but it's to enlighten those who come after me. That's what a pathfinder does, is that you light the path for those who follow you. Yes. So if I can make um, the travel less tiresome and burdensome for people that are coming in after me or equip them so they can go further than me, yeah. then so be it. Yes. So that is the second part of being, multi uh, being a multifaceted warrior yeah. is... Um, you know, just being a signpost, being able to showcase what the different directions are available. They, they may not be the only one. Maybe those are the ones I've discovered. But in having my conversations and sharing my truth, we tend to find even more directions for all those that come after us. And then the third part of the prism of being a multifaceted warrior is um, being an affirmer. Yeah. I've learned that in my journey, as I get confronted with everything else and I sit down and I confer with self, I've learned to 
um, listen to self when it speaks. Um, so, for example, when I have strong reactions to things and people, I would um, it would come across as fear until I was taught that when my solar plexus, yes, when my solar plexus speaks, that's usually the, the nerve center, what they call the the body's second brain, which is the gut. So for most people, when they experience the gut, it comes through as fear. Yeah. So I need to, I, I learned how to channel through the fear and realize that it is basically my solar plexus, which is the wisdom chakra yeah. that was speaking to me. So I'm a nurture, uh, I'm, um, I'm an affirmer in that when I listen to other people's stories, I remind them to listen to themselves mm -hmm. as they go about their journey and to trust when their self is speaking to them. And so... As I describe myself as being a multifaceted uh, faceted warrior, and that is not just one part, but it's been the pathfinder, um, the signpost, as well as the the assurer, the, the, the assure, meaning giving that affirmation, the affirmer. All of that, that triangle, is best encompassed, encompassed by um, a concept or, or, or a mantra that I call the can-do spirit, okay. which does not see problems in life but sees them as challenges that can be overcome. Okay. So whether it is to call for help, whether it is to take some time out and regroup, or whether it is to unpack it and take it in bite sizes, it's that can-do spirit, because everything begins with you believing it in self and in your mind. So my next question to you, Tando, is what skills, characteristics, or tools are essential for a warrior woman? But I think I'd like to link it to what you just said right now, because, you know, having known you for a few years, I feel that it's been a journey and, and, and you've grown into this woman that you are today. So maybe can you also share the work you've done on yourself in order to get to the point where you are today? Um, I've identified specific tools and some skills that I've acquired and I've noticed certain characteristics that have come through. Uh, being a warrior woman. So the first tool that I've, I've um, come across is, you know, in an airplane, they always tell you before you can assist anyone in a case of emergency, make sure that your own oxygen mask is secure. And most of the time as people, we want to help, we want to fight, we want to be brave, but we don't secure our own mask. Oh girl, I am going to be clicking my fingers right there. Make sure your own oxygen mask is secured. I love that. This is specifically and especially true for women because we replenish everyone around us, mm -hmm. but we forget to refill our cup. And you can't do that from an empty cup. This is when we have colloquial jokes. <laughs> because we just don't take that moment to secure that oxygen mask before we assist Umakelwane, or to, you know, fill that cup that we need to fill before we begin to replenish anyone else. So that's the first tool. And I found that my specific tool of replenishing, it's, it's silence. Eh? Silence is the most beautiful gift you can give yourself. So whether it is couch surfing on it for a day, whether it is to begin your day in meditation, in silence and just pray or meditate, or whether it is to start the day just hitting the treadmill, whatever it is that clears your mind and allows that stillness to overcome you, that's what we need. So I think that is an essential tool that is required of being a warrior because you can't get up and pick up that sword mm -hmm. if you're not rested, if you're not replenished. 
The second um, thing that I've also picked up in terms of, um, I think, a characteristic, which is resilience. Yeah. No, so let's not get it twisted. I beg as it. Resilience. Resilience means even when the going gets tough, you don't stop. I'll never forget the quote I once read by Winston Churchill that said, when you're going through hell, keep going. Because the problem is sometimes when you stop, not just to, it's okay to stop. You don't get me wrong. It's okay to stop, take a breath, uh, breath, regroup, cry, have that tub of ice cream, reach out to your tribe, let them, you know, pull you out. But you're pausing. It's called a pause break, but you keep moving. The problem is when you stop and you completely sit down, then the danger is that you will never get back up. So I'm talking about the resilience of keeping going when things are rough when things are not quite where they should be, because the beauty of life is that nothing lasts forever. Everything has a start and an ending. So that's why you need to keep moving, because sooner or later, you would have gone through that storm. And we need to start getting in that mode where there's a beautiful quote I once read, and I feel like I'm starting to live it as I tap into my truth, which it says, fate whispered to the woman, you will never survive the storm. And she whispered back, I am the storm. So that's what I mean by resilience. And then, of course, um, the other thing that I've picked up is, you know, when you just, you're constantly refilling your cup, but it's also, it's the thing that I tell everyone, because I've had to learn how to read my own body when I react to certain situations, that my solar plexus, aka my wisdom chakra, manifests sometimes as fear. I've learned that being brave or being courageous or being a warrior is not the absence of fear. You know, it is doing it in spite of fear. And I remember watching a movie called We Bought a Zoo and what the character, the father said to the son has stuck with me. And basically the father says to the son, you know, all the universe requires you to do is to have 30 seconds of courage. And then after that, everything takes care of itself. And I think that's what it is, is, is another characteristic is that being courageous is not the absence of fear, but it's just that 30 seconds of courage and then you will get through it. I love that. So silence, resilience and courage. Mm. And lastly, I think when people think of warriors, they think of, I know I talked about being consistently moving to, you know, keep moving. Um... I'm going to say this as two parts. They, they, they may sound contradictory, but I'll unpack it so you understand it. It is important to take time out when you need it. It is important to keep moving. I feel very strongly about this because it's a lesson that I per personally learned when I said to my uncle, you know, I've been carrying things that I had no business carrying and we're guilty of this as women. And then what I was saying to my uncle that when life unfolded and happened, I needed to take stock of what was happening view it, and then keep it moving. My problem was getting stuck in it and then ending up carrying things that had I had no business. And I love this quote that says that, you know, my dear, those hills and valleys that you are carrying, you were not meant to carry. You were simply meant to summit. And I think that's another key characteristic of a warrior is that they learn that the hills and valleys they go through, they simply to summit and not to carry them. But at the same time, as you're summiting, you get to a point in, in, in your journey, you realize for me to summit this, something has to give. So I have to let go of something. And this is a characteristic I try to have in my life and embrace, which was the knowledge that 
I have to die a little bit. So dying means letting go of something that I truly, truly desire in order to get what it is that I need to move on to the next level, which I call trying to exist in the phoenix state. Now for the phoenix to be its ultimate self, it has to die and be reborn. And so for a warrior to become the best version of themselves, they will suffer defeat so that they can come back stronger and wiser. And the key word being wiser. Wow, I love that. Um, powerful. Thank you, Tando. Thank you. And so my next question to you is, you know, it's, and when I wrote down this question, I just thought to myself, I'm sure that there are people watching this. I'm like, warrior woman, so cliched, um, you know, but um, I want to ask you, why do you think it's important for women to see themselves as warriors? And maybe let me add on, why is it important currently in our times it is so critical for women to see themselves as warriors because we need to claim back how we identify ourselves we need to change the labels that we not only assign to ourselves but we use to live our truths women are nurturers by nature yes we are builders of legacies for generations to come now you can't do that being scared. Oh. I have seen women who are timid at times, but when you come after their young, they become lionesses. So we are inherently warriors, but I don't know if we've been socialized to believe that it is vulgar to claim our warrior status and to revel in it, or whether it has been socialized in us that it is not the polite thing to do. You know, so we are warriors because we show up for our tribes. No one shows up for other people like women. We show up for our sisters. We show up for our mothers and fathers. We show up for our partners. We show up for our businesses. We show up for our countries. When things need to get done, 80% of the time, if not 90, it is the women who are showing up and doing it. So we are warriors, you know, and warriors come as I said, I stress that I didn't see myself as one kind of warrior because we're multifaceted like that. And so it is so, so important now as women, when we're moving through this current time, so many things are shifting. So many dialogues are happening. So we need to claim this concept of warrior, you know, and we need to claim what it means to be a warrior woman, because it may not be burning off the bras like they did in the 60s, mm. but it is building the economy of the country one business at a time. Mm. It is facing um, your biggest fears and chaffing through them. And so that the little cubs that follow us know not to give up. And I love this poster that I once saw that said, every time I think of giving up, and it was a lion, it was a picture of a lion and behind it was a little cub. And I said, every time I think of giving up, I look back and realize who's looking at me. And you realize you have to do it for the girls that are coming up behind us, for our nieces, our nephews, our daughters, for the grandchildren we have. I am a product of women 50 years ago who sat down and said, I want my children to have this kind of life. I am their wildest imagination today. You know, I am living that life. So I am owning the warrior and I am championing the life that I am leading so that my granddaughter can be empowered when she sits down and says, 
And she built a property portfolio. It became a fund. That's why we, how we empower our children. So we need not only to claim it, but to revel on what it means to be a warrior unapologetically and forget politeness. Oh, wow. I love that. Thank you, Tato. Just through this whole conversation, you have been dropping gems left, right, and center. <laughs> right? So I feel like this question is like almost redundant, but I'm going to ask it anyway. And so this question is, what tips or words of affirmation would you give to a fellow female warrior to motivate them to push through and to not give up? There's two things. Mm-hmm. Warriors are inherently a givers. Because you cannot be a warrior without giving. Because you're fighting not only for yourself, but something bigger than you and for other people. Mm-hmm. Inherently, that's what women do. So when you do that, I think you forget one basic principle. How to receive. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to receive. Whether it is a compliment, whether it is help, whether it is kindness, or most importantly, love. Mm-hmm. It's okay to receive. And in receiving, that's how you grow stronger. So please, please, whatever you get gifted, receive it. Don't scorn it. Don't think I'm above that. Receive it. The second thing about another trait of being a warrior is that, like I said, you're a giver. And so what happens with givers is that they don't set boundaries. It is mandatory for you to stay a healthy and sane warrior to have boundaries and enforce them unapologetically. Because how else are you going going to go about the business of being the warrior? You know, taking names and kicking asses and doing what you need to do and slaying all those dragons Mm -hmm. if you don't have boundaries. And if you don't teach people to respect those boundaries. It is one of the quintessential things of being a warrior is mastery yourself. And secondly, is setting up of boundaries to to ensure that self remains sane and happy. So the sense of creating those boundaries are really important in battle and in anything else. And I really love as well um, what you're talking about in terms of being open to accepting, accepting help. Um, I know that for me personally, that's my biggest struggle is being able to lean on other people and getting other people to help me. But the thing is that there's no warrior, there's no single warrior, right? When you're on the battlefield, you're on the battlefield with other soldiers, with other warriors. You're not there by yourself. So this whole thing of that, I can do it myself. I don't need other people is warped. Mm. Totally warped. Yeah, that's true. So Tando, mm-hmm. um, my last question to you is, which female warrior do you look up to and why? Again, it cannot be one person mm-hmm. because so many people bring so many things into me. Yeah. And so again, it is, I started off thinking that it's the triangle again, but my soul is saying to me, it's more than that. Mm-hmm. So I have my first square. <laughs> and so the, for me, the four, the uh, three are women and one is a woman in training. Okay. Yeah. So the three are my mother, my mom's mother, Mama Getty, and my father's mother, Mantlov. These three women were independent, very strong-willed women. And the other day I made an observation that the three of them got married very young 
and they got married to men that were much older than them. And I think their marriages survived because they were married to men who are much older than them, who allowed them to be themselves and didn't try to couch them in as much or put them in a device of what marriage is so they can be themselves. Um, I am everything that I am today because of the decisions they took in their time, wanting their children to have better lives. I have the strength because they taught me how to have the strength in the decisions they made and how they carried themselves and lived their lives. Now, the woman in training is one who makes me brave when I feel like I'm not being brave. And that is my niece, Baba Zora Poto, because I see a beautiful young spirit who is capable of so much. And I break down paths so that when she walks through them, she's empowered in that knowledge that her aunt did it. So therefore, who is she to fail? And so those are the, the four, I would say, that spur me on. Three are the women who, when I sit down and I look at myself in the mirror and I say, Who am I to not be the best version of myself? And then I look at Bawazo and I say, Everything I, every obstacle and challenge I face, I will master it so that she may saunter through in the confidence that she is capable and she is worthy. Wow, Tando, thank you. Um, you you really surprised me by mentioning your niece. Mm. Um, but I think we forget children. We do. We forget the resilience that they have. Yes. We forget the creativity and the courage. Mm. I mean, and these are all characteristics that we need. Oh, that's to true. To be able to be true warriors. Oh, yes. Yeah. When you fight for something bigger than you. Yeah. When you fight for someone else not to walk your journey so that they can. As a friend of mine was recently saying yeah. to me. We, we need them to have different problems. <laughs> we really do. So I'm very passionate about this. Yeah. This is why I think I'm emotional. I'm very yes. passionate about this because we honestly need them to have different problems. Yes. They can't be singing the same song as us. Mm -hmm. They need to be saying, well, my aunt and my grandmother faced this. And so today, because they faced this, it liberated me. So when I found myself in a similar uh, situation, I was able to make a different choice and I'm facing a different set of problems because I overcome. I've broken cycles or I have pushed myself to a higher level of mm -hmm. self or the universe has compelled me to live a different life because I have faced X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Mm. Our children can't be fighting the same battles. Nope. They can't. Nope. They can't be fighting misogyny in 15 years' time. They can't be fighting battles of patriarchy, of racism in the workplace. Microaggression. You know, microaggression, um, the lack of inclusivity in just the world and spaces. Mm. It's, it's important that we fight that mm. so that we open up the space for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was a joke we recently cracked in our WhatsApp group and we said, you know, our grandmothers had this philosophy of putting money aside because you never know when a rainy day will come. So they had like, you know, mattresses. Today we have trusts and, um, you know, accounts in tax haven countries like Mauritius. So, <laughs> you know, we need to up our game. We need yes. to have different sets of problems and creative solutions yeah. that accompany those. So, yes. yeah. yeah. So, Tando, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for coming, for being open, for being authentic. Thank you. And for sharing yourself. Um, me, as your friend, who's known you for a number of years, <laughs> um, am standing here in awe of the knowledge and the wisdom that you have. And I want to say thank you for sharing. 
And to you, the listeners, mm. um, I hope you enjoyed this discussion and chat as much as I did. And and actually, it wasn't really that much of a discussion because I was asking Tando questions and she was just <laughs> dropping the wisdom bombs one after the other. So thank you very much, Tando. And do you want to say anything to wrap us up? Live your truth. At the end of the day, the longest relationship you're going to have with self. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to experience any discomforts, let it be because you lived your truth. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing worse than being uncomfortable for something that doesn't even, is not even meaningful to you. Yeah. That's just, I think it's horrific. I can endure all as long as my truth is being lived and heard because it makes it all worthwhile. But mm-hmm. if you're miserable and you're not even living your truth, then what's the point? What's the point? What's the point? Thank you. And thank you, listeners. A woman who are making an impact. What we want to do and what we are is the ability to go against the grain. Knowing very well that she is the fighter. You are multifaceted. Your modern age woman is a woman who is able to fix another woman's crown. One who knows that commitment, discipline to herself, modern day warrior woman, doesn't fight against, but fights for.